there's an argument that Satan is not creative and he actually only copies and dilutes what God has already done. I just pictured Satan right now when you said Satan not, not creative going, ow. I was drawing a stick figure. I really can't. Is that like it? No, come on. All the demons make fun of me. All right, welcome to You Won't Hate It, where we talk about life through the lens of pastors at the length of a cigar. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Jill. Darn it. <laughs> I had a question. I can't find the exact verse. So, uh, well, you look up that good, verse. Good, good, good. Well, you look talk. up that verse. It's in the beginning. It's in Galatians. Uh, I know. Uh, right conspiracy there. theories are always interesting to me, and it was weird to see that it leaked into the NFL. It is kind of crazy. And so to think it's leaked into everything known to man, that right? People, yeah, just every way they could think of, and that they believe. Basically, the bottom line is that the Super Bowl logo is indicative of the NFL's control of what teams will be in the Super Bowl. So that was obviously busted this year uh, when San Francisco and the Chiefs are going to be in the Super Bowl. You could kind of prove it, kind of, to look at two years. Last year was turquoise green, and that said that was because the Eagles were going to be in it. The Eagles don't have a turquoise green. No, no. Uh, Forest green at at the best. Yeah. Uh, So I guess my question is, do you have – this is a sports question – in general, do you think the leagues like the NBA, the NFL, NHL, do you think they do get involved and try to sway the outcome of games for better viewership? Sure. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. That was quick. Yeah. yeah. Remember the uh, deflate gate? Like, there had to be a lot of organization before it was ousted. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah. But, but wasn't that the other team was accused of deflating balls? Well, yeah, I feel like, like that's a distinction worth making. It's not, it's not to do players cheat. Absolutely. No, no, no. I'm not cheat. saying that's what I'm saying. The organization. organization. Of it. Okay. He's yeah. saying there had been a lot of people involved to make that work. I mean, we know boxing is rigged, so why wouldn't the m- most popular... Wait. Okay. Do, do we so know boxing, boxing is rigged? Do you think boxing is rigged? I, yeah. I'm, I don't know. Now, I get it. Judging subjective, we know, right? We know wrestling is real, first of all. Well, you know the photo, the famous photo of, of Ali over Liston, you know? Yeah. Where he's, like, saying, get up, and the crowd behind him is, like, doesn't look like they're, like, whoa, a knockout. Right. Because he's saying, get up, sucker. Because he knew, he's, he's like, I didn't even hit him that hard. Get up. Right. And so. That's on the same set with the uh, Apollo landing, right? The Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It jo- is. Josh, <laughs> Josh is making it sound so clear. No, I'm just saying. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, here, here's what I think. Let me ask you about this. Let me make a would, distinction okay. with what you're saying with boxing, right? Because you have judges, right? I'm right. not saying you can't buy a judge. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying some of them wouldn't cheat. Yeah, Am I saying the WBA, are they doing it? Like, you the know w- what I mean? Oh. You know, World Boxing right. Association. Yeah, yeah. Is it them doing it? I'm not saying you can't buy right. it. We know NBA right. refs have been bought. Is the NBA doing it? There like, might be parties involved that keeps their hands clean. Sure. You know? I like your very elaborate, <laughs> your very elaborate setup. I'm just saying it's not a surprise. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. I just, yeah. I, I, I just wondered. So It's funny because I, I think you're, you're coming at it from the uh, angle of, like, humans are corruptible. And so an organization, which is made up of humans, is corruptible, right? Like, that's kind of what it seems so like. So it's not surprising. In that, in that so world. it's not surprising. Right. It, would, it would surprise me if it's, like... It's like, you know, it's like if you're doing a bank robbery, right? You want to do it with the least amount of people as possible right. because the so more you bring in, the more The more people loose ends you have to, yeah. you know, clean up. Yeah. Is this experiential knowledge? Maybe. And so the, the issue does arise. You're like, are you going to trust the thousand people who need to be involved in yeah. to 
to like make to orchestrate this or an thing. inside job. And so that's why it's always like, it, to me, I would think, yeah, there's individuals doing stuff. Of course, the whole of itself would, and I'm only saying this from a practical. It, it would just be difficult to to make it all happen without somebody going, hey, Paper somebody trail. growing a conscience, yeah. or just wanting to be famous nowadays. Yeah. Like yeah. that you, to me. If you're gonna try and do this, right? To, to kind of control who's the outcomes, at some point there's a paper trail. There's voicemails, and like you're saying, there's somebody Absolutely. who gets who gets a weak stomach and yeah. says, "I feel bad. I'm, I was raised well, a Ravens fan, and I just made it so well, that in, the Chiefs." In this gotta, particular case with the logos, I don't think there's any validity to that. I think it's what if they have a powerful a wizard on staff? Oh, in the oh NFL. I like this. When does wizard. the Super Bowl <laughs> um, logo come out? Has to <laughs> Mid-season be. or is it before the season? When does the Super Bowl logo get presented to the world? Hmm. <laughs> Like a baby, yeah. <laughs> like the, it's a like, magic child. You ever seen Lion King? Yeah. Yeah. They do the same. Yeah, 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 they do the same thing. I don't know enough. Don't know. Enough in advance that people start to question it. So, but I don't think it's at the beginning of the year. But you said the examples are only like three logos. I, I know they're terrible. It's a terrible sample. If you look well, at this, would have been the third, and they're only kind of. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. If you if you uh, I, I found an image from 1967 on of all the Super Bowls. There's literally like two that might match. And the, and it was the last two. The rest of them. I mean, seriously, the rest of them aren't even. W- one of them is red, white, and blue, which is the NFL's colors, like you pointed yeah. out. And it was the Giants and the Bills. And you're like, yeah, but I think half the teams and the the Titans are red, white, and blue. Like a bunch of teams are red, white, and blue. The Texans. Mm-hmm. Well, the let's te- yeah. And let's be honest. What could they do other than alter the officiating? That what else? What other like when and the Chiefs honestly, and the Ravens take the field? What outside yeah. force outside of officiating right. yeah. could right. actually do this? And in Remote order to change balls. the outcome of a game, the officiating would probably be so blatant. You're like called it, calling back every touchdown from the other team. Right. Yeah. You're like not you mean, calling massive you mean every holdings. Bears game? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think but it would have like... to be so much more blatant than like, oh, you won by three. Like you barely won versus like... Because honestly, at some point it would yeah. get. I think it would get really obvious and, if you were. And the idea it. of yeah. missing a call is every single week in football, right? Like yeah. if you're saying they missed, if no, they were, they never missed a call, but now in this game they miss calls. You're like, yeah, no, they miss calls. If, all the time. if you played football, they, we talked about it all the time. Every single play has holding in it. Mm-hmm. There's not one play that's ever been run that yeah. somebody didn't hold somebody. Right. Yeah. It uh, come like, on and consoled them. You, that's what you mean. Yes. Like, it's just like Cut it's okay. you're fighting another uh, a man who's trying to like get hold through me. you. There's yeah. no <laughs> chance. So it's kind of like yeah, most of them. It's just when it's a blatant holding is what the ones they call the ones they well, say and so, one that affects the outcome of the play. That was actually that is true. That there was one of uh, there was a massive holding call that called back a touchdown yesterday. That uh, had Smith nothing to do with the play. It's yeah. on the other side. And it was heartbreaking. So it was heartbreaking. You're yeah. just like, oh, dang it. All right, it so, so Josh is unequivocally, yes. Josh is surprisingly doubling I'm down. I'm saying it's plausible, not yes. in regards to logos. But yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. plausible. Okay. There, what do you think? Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think, number one, too many people would have to be involved, and somebody's going to look for the route to fame. Through it, like the one well, person money. that finds Unless out, you have like, oh, I money, can, you I'm an the NDA. whistleblower. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or like you said, Josh is saying, like, do you, like five different people, money changing hands, and then you pay off a ref. Right. But it's the, the money if you could and trace that ref it back. Is at a Bears game, sure. And right. It's like yeah. have, it's the NFL. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely under the uh, plausible. Sure. Yeah. Like I well, think, and oh, 
I think absolutely anything can happen. Anything's possible. So I'm like, sure. Or, or possible, I should say. But plausible, it doesn't seem as plausible on a high-end conspiracy type thing. No. Uh, here's, here's my problem. I mean, a lot of money can change hands if you think about it. Here's if you're my talking problem. about Vegas getting involved. Oh, could. yeah. The All the, the owners are buddies, and they vote the commissioner in. So they're conspiring against each other. And that's a difficult thing to do because they're all these kind of gross billionaires who are all trying to make money. And how would they agree upon, wait, who, why yeah. is my, wait, you're going to try and screw my team over, like for your team? You know what I mean? It's kind of almost like, it's almost like the Illuminati turned on each other. And at that I don't level, think that's happening. At mm. that level, it's, a it's almost a fun way to, like, for them to gamble. Right. They're not placing a bet on the, the they bet by buying a team for, you know, $50 million, and right. they're like, this is kind of fun. Like, let's see what happens. Like, yeah. Or The Rock, who bought the XFL for $15 million, yeah. which is just cheap. The yeah. whole entire league. And now he's about to blow it up. They just merged with the USL. Yeah, Can you imagine 32 billionaires oh, wow. sitting around trying to agree upon whose team gets to be in the no. championship? come on, man. They, what they do is <laughs> they, they buy... never doing that. They buy people to fight in an arena. <laughs> oh, football. Oh, that's what they're, literally what they're doing. <laughs> and by the way, the commissioner of football works for them. Mm -hmm. That's no, they, but I can imagine. I can imagine, like, all right, how do we strategize to make it bigger, better, make yes, more money, for sure. get more views? Sure. Okay, and so that's where they. That's that what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. it, there's all that going on. I'm yeah. with you on that, and I also would say I would not be a, I would not be surprised if because the teams do cheat. So if you told me so that weird. one of the teams paid off the referees, it's rude. No, so weird. Oh, yeah. I'm like that's, that's rude. rude. <laughs> that's rude. I am, I am offended. I'd oh. be more inclined to believe a team bought refs to win a sure. game. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Like, yeah. like or or a team, which feels like a low level. Uh, who is the baseball player? Uh, Joe Jackson. No, the famous <laughs> one who played. You just picked one. Shoeless, shoeless, Joe. Shoeless Joe. Did you just pick one? He's a Chicago guy. He's the guy who's known for throwing the World Series. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it wasn't him. Uh, who's talking about the, from the Astros? Who's more known? He, he threw. He threw a game. That's from Field of Dreams. You should know she was Joe Jackson. I do. I do. Okay. But who's the from the Astros? Shoot. Who was bang, the guy who was known? For, who was hitting the drum for the signals? He was giving. They stole the signals of the other teams. Yeah, and they yeah, were, yeah. They were signaling to. And the, he was bet. No, there was that guy. Then there was the dude who was who bet against his own team. That's and he was oh, the one that oh, the Reds. Yeah, yeah, the Reds. Reds or Red Sox? That's Reds. Oh, Pete Rose. Yeah. Pete Rose. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And that's when they actually Shoeless changed. He, I don't think he was throwing games. I think he He's was covering him. the spread. Yeah. He was he was working yes. to to not 100 percent right. And that was his argument, which everybody was like, nah, not good enough because yeah. you still were manipulating. Here's, by the, the way, outcome. he's like he's like oh, I never lost any games. I was like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that we know of right now. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so you found the Bible. Speaking of conspiracy theories, uh, this was my devotion this morning was Galatians. I, it, this just stood out to me, and I wanted to hear what you guys thought. So Paul is saying in Galatians, he's like, he does the outcome, and he's like, I'm, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. This will. This, this sounds a lot like Galatians five, by the way. This where it, he tells them the, to go cut the who bewitched you. Away. I know. Yeah. 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 Who, who, who bewitched you? I think it's three. Galatians oh, it? really yeah. got a rough I letter. I love Galatians. <laughs> I love that letter. letter. But this is a springboard into caps. one of our uh, one of our topics later, just because it's like the what really is the gospel? He says, uh, you know, these people are preaching a different gospel, which is which is no gospel at all. 
Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to prevent the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven Mm -hmm. should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. So he goes on. He is so sure that the original thing he told them is the only gospel. That he even says, even if I come back with something different, or if an angel from heaven shows up, and he's not just like a a spirit, he's like an angel from heaven shows up and preaches another gospel, don't believe it. Believe the only, what I said, he's so confident in what he said. Yeah. So one, I'm like, how how was he so confident? How can we be that confident? And it, and I think to start, what is the the only gospel? What is that thing that he preached that he's like, even if other people are, or what what can we, what is the, the at the root and core of the gospel to you that it's like? Because honestly, in today's day and age, we've shifted on a number of things. We've looked mm-hmm. through translations, yeah. we've we've combed over manuscripts, and we've gone, okay, I can see why this is, would be a little bit different. Yeah. I would say that we are very flexible mm-hmm. in a lot of a lot our of doctrine. Sure. Um, and so I would say what is at the heart of the gospel? gospel? And by the way, the response in the Galatians always sounds like he's referring to Judaizers, people who are basically saying you're a believer in Jesus, but you also follow the law. So that seems a lot of his feel. Yeah, especially with the who, the who has bewitched you. Yeah, yeah. You started mm-hmm. by grace through faith. Yes. And it seems a now lot you've moved to works. So, right. yeah, but... But it's it's attacking faith. Yeah, I mean, it really is attacking and, faith. And my question sense. isn't what are what are the false gospels? Because I think which might I think is the way that we can get to the real gospel. But what would you say are the components that you're like? Look, you can believe that there are aliens. You can believe that that evolution. Aliens. To, <laughs> aliens. You can believe that like that God used evolution in the creation process. Some mm-hmm. people actually would say that's the gospel. By the way, I've heard people say the six day creation. If you believe anything other than that, th- then you're not saved. Sure, but I don't think we would say that. I, I told right. you that in private. So. Well, I didn't. I was. No. I didn't use your name. <laughs> you just doubted out. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, what would you say is like? This is the core. You can't change. Like, what is? It's almost like uh, you know how when you if you write, they say it's not done when you can't add anymore. It's done when you can't take any more away. Yeah, right. Like this so, is the, so the boil it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? Yes, that like for, main thing. What would you say? For me, substitutionary atonement, right? Really? Yeah. Penal substitutionary atonement. That's yeah. your big... Yeah, because if, if Christ didn't take our sins so that we don't have to bear them, I mean, that is the... the that Lord, is the, the Lord, essence... the Lord disagreeing with Hold you. Hold right? on, I'm, in, I'm intrigued. That's the essence of the gospel. The gospel, the, good, the essence of the gospel to me is that Christ suffered so that I don't have to. So do you believe the other main six theories of atonement are, are wrong and I, that only I'm, penal substitutionary atonement is right? I'm just curious. I, I'm not like, trust me, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm sure. genuinely. Sure. I, 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 I wouldn't say that they're wrong. I would say that um, maybe there are, there are partial truths. Okay. I think that penal substitutionary atonement, it's what Paul said. Paul said that, 
he, that Christ, through his sacrifice, became the propitiation for our sin. Yeah. He became the substitute for our sin. Isaiah speaks to it. He said, he, it says, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Literally, the price for our peace he paid. So to me, that says substitutionary atonement is the heart of the gospel. Yeah. Cool. That's okay. Tonight. That's great. I love that you're able to back it up. That's my, sure. like, that's my, I yeah. love that. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, that's the, <clears throat> I think the, the, uh, it's pretty much on the same lines, you know, that Jesus. God sent his only son. That's, it's all going to revolve around that. Yeah. I can't, I can't fathom no, no, that and, uh, my, the gospel being like, oh yeah, has anything to do outside of the New Testament. I, I, I mean, it's obviously very related. But what but, would it, so, and, and I know it sounds like you were just saying, like, it sounds elementary because you're like, you know what I think, but I'm like, really boil it down. So, so Jesus, I'm probably feeling the same way Paul did. So, right. Yeah. So Jesus. Yeah. That God sent his only son and to die for our sins, to take on a lowly, humble state as us, live a perfect life and love perfectly okay. so much that he died for our sins, resurrected. It's oh. not just the death, but the love resurrection. Yeah. And, uh, and return to him. And he says he'll return another day. So it's the core of it for me is it's the death. It's the resurrection, the death and the resurrection, and the promises he has for us so through that. that. I like that. Uh, I just think this is fun because this is what I feel like is fun to do sometimes. We don't have to do this all the time. Right. Would you think that his return is necessary for the gospel? No, no, no. I, I was more No, no, I was curious. That. Okay. But I think it's if... Because I, I kind of... I might is if what's there's funny. Anything, I was like, I might think so. If there's anything at well, the that's time... What, well, that's when the doctrine expands, right? Right. Like, it right. starts from like, if you're saying is, here's the yeah, gospel, yeah, yeah. then right. people start being like, oh, and by the way, the inerrancy of scripture, the bodily return. But it is right. funny because like, I, I start to think like, and this is what has caused that is it's what really is the, because I think we would all agree it's the it's the actually do you want to go before sure. I okay before I I, well, I think yeah. it's I only say this just because this is all of us are, we're nerds like this but it's euangelizo it's mm -hmm. we use the word gospel it's good news good news yeah and so the essence of he's saying what is the good news of Christ it's uh, do you ever watch uh, Futurama yeah. Good news, everyone. The Good old guy. Everyone. That's how he always walks yeah. into a room. <laughs> so that's it. It's it's really it's boiling it down because even that's the argument. He's like because he's arguing against the bad news of what you still need to do. Right. So he's arguing the good news of what's already been done. And you're just saying it. Which you're Jesus right. Jesus lived, died, resurrected. It's finished. Not by anything you've done, by what he did. Right. Yeah. That's and it was in response news. to uh, Jewish culture being all based on the law. Here's what you need to do. And now he's... Here's the good news. Yeah. It's been Freed done. Freed you from the law. It's literally the, simpl it's the simplicity since then till now is it's the do versus done. Jesus did it. That's the good news. You're not in your sins. He even mm -hmm. says like, or we'd be pitied more than all. So it really is that simplistic, this is the good news. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's finished. Well, and, and wasn't it three years after he left Damascus that he was, that Jesus taught him? Like he was taught by Jesus. Didn't he say that in Galatians? He says, for three years Paul? I was in Arabia and the Lord taught me or something like that. Am I pulling that from the wrong verse? Uh, Paul? Paul never... Yeah, I think he means like by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I was, like was going to say... By Paul, the Lord, not Jesus himself. Paul never but, walked. He okay. says he saw he Jesus saw him and the men didn't on the see him, road. He heard yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was when they were leaving Damascus and he went to Arabia. For three years, Arabia I thought, Night. I, that's, I, I was thinking Lawrence of Arabia every time he said it. So. Oh, all right. Uh, but so. yes, it was this idea of Paul being like, Wasn't he claiming that? it's not about believing me. 
It's about believing what's true. Yeah, I think that's why I'm so intrigued by Galatians, because he he's pointing, he's like, what I have said is the truth. And even if I come back and say something different, and I'm like, dang, man, you are... I, I, so what intrigues me is I'm confident that we would all stand on... If we boil it down, I think it's divinity, death, and resurrection. Yeah. I think that really yeah. is the, the sure. heart of 100%. it. Jesus was divine. He died. He resurrected. Perfect life, right? So he's sure. a perfect oh, sacrifice. Yeah, that's the like divine that. I'm, part. I'm sorry. I'm interpreting because he says, I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Mm-hmm. Rather, I received it by the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's in uh, 111. Yeah. And then further down, uh, he was saying that was during the time uh, he was in... I went to Arabia, returned to Damascus after three, days. after three years. Uh, he was acquainted with Cephas. So, yeah. I, no, no, no. Extruded. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, so we've got the divinity, the death, and the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I really do think that's it. Because I think what happens is, but I was even thinking with, with his return, is that part of his divinity that needs to happen in order for him to be the Christ in order for no. salvation? No. Is there, no. Is there no. any part of it that because he said it, if he doesn't do it, it makes him a liar, at least sure. in part? Sure. And that, that is interesting because then you go, so is everything he said the gospel then, but, but how much of his... I guess it's what does it take to actually be saved? And I think it's so much simpler than it, yeah. than we make yeah. it. Yeah. I, I mean, do. Yeah. And I, and I feel bad because I'm like, I know the, the road is narrow. I like, think, I also understand that. But I'm like, I think it's easy. If you were, you, oh, God. Easy, in, I'm sorry, easy in terms of belief, action, I feel like is, is tough. Well, so it's I'd easy to get saved. That. It's hard to live that life. To stay saved? To live a life that is evident of a change. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the, could, so it, could it be so like we're talking about is the is the return of Christ, the bodily return of Christ, is that necessary to to believe in salvation? It, it brings into question for me, like if he doesn't, is that does that take away from his divinity? Did he does he then become a liar or is it simply that we misinterpreted what he said? So that well, brings up an interesting point, because one of the big pushbacks from uh like a naturalist view, let's say, is that uh, Christians for the longest time used Genesis as a scientific creation book. And they're like, this is how it was done. Science came along, proved that to be inaccurate. And then instead of saying, no, we think you're wrong, Christianity went, oh, we misinterpreted it. So Christianity has consistently moved the goalposts over time. Because we believed, I mean, like the church was ki- like killed. Who was a Galileo killed a bunch of the guys right. who, who went against what yeah. the church thought was right. Um, and then the church later goes, ah, shoot, I'm so sorry. We, we just misinterpreted it. We were reading it differently. Are, how often do we do that? And is that necessarily even wrong to do? Well, and I want to go with, I'll get to that too. I want to the idea of if he doesn't do that, I'm not really sure I'm tracking with okay. what you're saying with that. Um, what, what do you? Um, I don't get it. Like, if he when doesn't Jesus, return, is that what he just like, decides not? Yeah. To? Well, like, when is that? Uh, when will that be known? 
Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm trying to understand. Like, so when we're yeah, experiencing the gospel, well, it, when that occurs. Said, what is it? September 15th of 2024? Right. Is it this year? Oh, That's right. Man. I think so. And so, here's what's interesting. We are joking, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and here's what's interesting. If you look at all the great speeches given in the in the Bible, right? So Peter. Oh, I thought you were going to say a, on Sunday morning. Yeah, that's right. From well, our church. Well, Every other week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> on, uh, on um, you know, in Acts 2. And then Paul addressing, you know, uh, he's addressing the Jews in uh, Acts 12 and 13. In no place does he talk about the return of Christ. In none of these messages. It's literally about what has already been done. Then what's going to happen next? Even when the disciples ask what it's going to be like, Jesus gives very mysterious answers. He talks about the return. No one will know. Can I sit at the right hand of the Father? So even with Jesus, that is not so important that all the details need to be given. What was important was the details of what is the gospel. Right. And that is very succinct and very clear. And so I always think it's interesting. I'm like, I, I think we are, not us, I think a lot of times we're taking, you know, very side, uh, ancillary, yeah. you know, topics. Tertiary. And tertiary, and they're trying to make them into... Tertiary. Yeah, uh, you know, tush push. Um, and they're trying to make them into bigger things than they are. And I think yeah. it was a good question to be like, it really is way more simple yeah. uh, than we're making it. And there's a lot of stuff where even Jesus is like, yeah, you know, you'll find out. Yeah. I think with the life change that, that Saul, Paul went through, it makes sense. It would make sense that, that the Lord would send one man to share the gospel with the Galatians, with the with Corinth and the, to Ephesus. Like it just makes, it just makes sense. Cause you have, it's human nature. If all four of us are given the same message and we go out and it's a matter of years, it could change over time. What's well, the and, game of telephone, right? Right. Yeah. And so it, it's, but it's, wait a minute. That's exactly what, <clears throat> it, isn't that exactly what did happen? Not the telephone part, like we screwed it up. Right. But the fact that, one told four people, yeah. and then those four people told. I mean, that isn't that what made the gospel explode in the right. world and become the largest religion? Which is, ever. I think, the importance of it. No, it's a simple message. Yeah, because at the time, probably the good news for people was, and I was, I called Floyd because I'm excited. I, I've been, I've never read through the ESV. So I just thought it'd be fun. Um, the real Bible. The, yeah. So, <laughs> and, and the ESV uh, was the one you chose. Well, it was. Uh, yeah, that's Jesus what I got. He said pancakes. So, yeah. <laughs> Esau, oh, the, Esau spoke properly, but in the message um, it would be he had crepes. That's right. <laughs> but the it's fun because uh, it, the idea is that the the good news at the time that probably would make sense to the cultures is that oh we'll prosper, we'll we'll live, our families will prosper, our children's children. It's all earthly and worldly things. This idea of that this one man lived a perfect life, which no one could comprehend, no one can still comprehend, and that well, he... I haven't died yet, so yeah. we, we're <laughs> so, still wondering. Give him a minute. It's, <laughs> it's such a simple message, but it's outside the scope of anything anyone's ever heard at the time, because everything was Hold l- on. law I, and legalism. Uh, locally, I would agree with that. Yeah. Locally, it was outside of what... Although I... I and. Shoot, I Isn't wish, I, I, wish I had the names, but uh, there were Jewish rabbis that stated some pretty gnarly things before him. Yeah. And globally, there were other people that claimed divinity. Okay. There, and locally, there were other people that claimed divinity. Right. And so... I mean, lot, lots of people. It, like, yeah. that, that has been, that has honestly Each, been throughout yeah, history. Sure. Uh, pharaohs were all claiming There are a divine. number yeah. of eyewitness testimonies of people seeing other people raised from the dead. Um 
so that that part's just uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong I'm just kind of like I actually do think that there were there was more of that going on than we know I think what we have found is that Christianity is the only one that has thousands of manuscripts hundreds 500 at one time of eyewitnesses right. that Paul talks about although we don't have those 500 eyewitnesses also, we have Paul uh, mentioning them a global a globally influential death yeah like where the person who died it was a, it was over passover so yeah, people traveled from around the planet special there where it's not like oh this one guy died like no the planet knew about this death right this is We're, this was news globally in in a world that didn't wasn't able to share information 100% no mm. there's it's un it's it's too many coincidences like seriously and I'm if you even just look at it this was actually part of my kind of deconstruction that we were talking about this morning mm -hmm. was like, if I take my emotion mm -hmm. and I was Stuff raised it down. and uh. really bottle it up, uh. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home. I've always believed wandered away and you know, all that kind of stuff. I yeah. love air quotes for some reason. Believe. <laughs> <laughs> they are good. And they put them on random things too. Looking, I've always like, it's Chris Farley. It's like so good. Like, it was also friends. Like I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's, yeah, that's right. Uh, and so I tried to take all of that out mm. to look at it, and I was honestly surprised when I first went hunting down like the atheist and the naturalist rabbit hole, how valid much of their arguments seem. Sure. And there was a point in time where I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe, I genuinely maybe. don't know about this Christian stuff because there's so much that people would say that I was like, man, that single argument by itself is pretty valid. And I heard 50 mm -hmm. of those single arguments. Then if you take them all and go, okay, putting all that aside, that's one story. There's one, mm -hmm. you know, like, like the, an isolated incident that was with one manuscript that we have. Like, if you look at uh, like, See, like much of the Roman uh, manuscripts of like the history of Rome, there's 10 manuscripts that are copies of copies of copies of copies that are like, uh, uh, that are 600 years removed from, from the event. When, from the event. Yeah. Then you have the gospel narrative and you have Jesus and you've got thousands that are within probably 30 to 40 maybe 60 years on the high end. Right. And then a uh, world-famous historian, Josephus, who's mm -hmm. backing up, and he's inside the realm of the life Dude, of Jesus. Right. I, like, you, it's, I just went, oh, my gosh, if you just take scriptural evidence, if you take... The, I, I was shocked at how... It's almost like, okay, I'm not saying other, other crazy things can't happen and other people can't do great... You know, like, I just went, if you just look at those types of evidence alone putting them all together it's too uncanny for me yeah. it's too it's too right. many coincidences right. where i'm like cuz we've got people who have died for you know 24 hours who i mean honestly that some of the near death experiences that i've looked at were people who have died for 24 hours and came back 24 hours seems like more than a near death experience that's that's, that's death so it's Why only it's only, they only experience. call it near death because they came because back they came back death is permanent was was there ever and I, I don't know the answer to this this is a legitimate question like was there ever anyone though that they raised themselves from the dead was well, it always somebody else's faith bringing them never back? Any, well, no, sometimes it just happens. It just happens. But for the most part, from what I've gathered, there's 4,000 uh, testimonies on a website. I wish I remembered the name of the website. Uh, 4,000 near-death experiences. 
um, that this guy has gathered. He's the expert in near-death stuff. Uh, none of those people claim to be God first <laughs> before they died. None of them predicted right. when and how they were going to die, then yeah. how they were going yeah. to come back. And in none of them days, came back three and, days later. And none of them came back and then said, like, see, I told you, and, and it's better that I go because you get the hundreds of people. Come on. Yeah. At the same time. And, which, yeah. And then perform. Like, which I, even the, the, the most staunch atheist in the world will say that it was not mass hallucination because we have never had that, never will. There is no such thing as mass hallucinations. So think, We talk about this all the time that nobody wrote down that he didn't resurrect. You know what else people didn't write down, which could have been much easier? Towns upon towns of miracles were claimed to be done amongst Jews who were literate and educated. Not a single person said, no, those miracles didn't happen. Yeah. So we always go to the resurrection. Think about all the, all the people who would be against what he did, all the synagogues, mm -hmm. like the people right. at the temple, right. and all the places he did miracles. They could have simply said, he didn't it do this miracle. Forget right. the resurrection, guys. Yeah. He, yeah. Camp, he camped out in a, in a cave. Yeah, he didn't do a single exactly. miracle. Yeah. And if you can defeat yep. one, you defeat the entirety of it. That yeah. was my thought about, like, the rapture, like, the coming, the second coming. Like, if you defeat that one concept, does it destroy everything? Sure. I would. What's fun is I'm like, okay, I have to name one of those <laughs> concepts. <laughs> we, we told you what? to go beforehand. It's amazing. What is happening? It's amazing. Uh, right in the middle, is this a Pedcast? Name name one of those. Uh, we you have to take them case by case because the the second coming. I'm like, well, yeah, but he. You could always say that he might still come back. Yeah, sure. That's, it's I mean, almost that's like Joe's point, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you'd when? have to see. And you're gonna die like all the people who died before that. They would never have a chance for that to be defeated up until this point, right? It, yeah. would, it can't be a linchpin if it if if we can't uh, experience it, uh, you know, yeah. positive or negative, either not happening or happening. Yeah. So it can't be a linchpin. You'd have pin. to you'd have to figure out specifically what those linchpins are. Well, and that's funny, is because that's where the Jehovah's Witnesses have kind of hung their hat is on the return of Christ and all the predictions that they've made. So they've kind of made that a core tenant. Whereas Christianity is saying Jesus will return, but Jesus says it as a comfort, and we reiterate that truth yeah. as a yeah. comfort, not as a, you know, as a, you know, key to your salvation, but just being like, he's going to return. And actually, for some people, it's a warning. I don't, and I, I, I never like bashing on other religions. We've talked about Jehovah's Witnesses in the past, and I'm like... I think you can be a, you can identify as whatever you want and still be a Christian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, I mean, I don't know how we're going to unpack that. Yeah, uh, we'll leave it alone. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but man, a lot of the core tenets of J Dubs are odd. It's and our things odd where I'm the, like, it's a very kind statement. It is. And where I'm like, is that contrary to the gospel? Because it sure sounds like it's it funny. To me. Is we're going to get into this later, but kind of what they've done, and this is actually going to lead us into our, our, our like official first story is they have kind of made everything idolatry. Birthdays, right? You can't right. celebrate birthdays. You can't, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, no Any. holidays, no Christmas. No, that yeah. is all like, no, that is idolatrous or just a misappropriation of the worship. Right. Uh, and so they've kind of gone that way in a big way, probably more than anybody else. Oh, yeah. I'd say much further than anyone else, I don't, right? do the Mormons celebrate Christmas, right? Mormons celebrate Christmas... So funny. Um, I, I started to get a bunch of them mixed up in my head. Me I'm too. Like, Which one believes? This? I know it's the. I know the. Well, I have enough J Dub friends to know. No, no, no that, the like, J Dubs don't, don't celebrate, celebrate anything. anything. You don't celebrate birthdays. Anything. Any, any. And why are all their like the Kingdom Hall and the Mormon Church? Why don't they have windows? 
That's the weirdest thing. So I that to in Mormon, a, in Mormon a, a you say that Mormons have windows in. They have turrets. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have windows. We don't like to badmouth other but, religions. But, but they, let's be honest, they're gun towers up it, top. Yeah. In, in a bunch of their inner sanctum areas, there are spots that don't have windows. There are the you know the uh, calves, the 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 big bowl that's on the backs of the calves. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's. Could I didn't realize it could was it be actually... that we took all the glass because I mean this. We have a lot of glass. I, you know what? It really always boils down to, and this is—it's totally dumb, and I, I wouldn't use this in an actual argument. But I'm like, when all of your buildings are genuinely creepy, because they are. Makes a difference. <laughs> they look weird. They're awkward. If you've ever been yeah. in them or seen the tours that go on within like the inner sanctum yeah. areas, I'm always like, guys, that's well, creepy. The fact you've that got you rooms that are specifically meant to lock down, and yeah. it's only you and a couple people go in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm out. The, the that's fact so that you weird. have those uh, any any area that could be referred to as an inner sanctum, I just it's like, awkward. That is super Unless weird. Unless you're a superhero. Yeah. I feel like being in the inner sanctum is like cool. Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. Church, what's uh, the weirdest? Church made up of I know we got to get to something, but what's the weirdest thing we do as Christians? Not weirdest thing we believe. Like we believe yeah. in prayer, we believe in the yeah, resurrection. Yeah. That's weird stuff for people. Uh-huh. What's the weirdest like kind of cultural norm for for Christianity? I think the I thought about this a ton. I think the laying on of hands mm-hmm. uh, is very biblical. We're we're actually told to do it. In Anointing many cases. with oil. Anointing with that vibe. Looks cultish from the yeah. outside. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I think. I, I think mean, it's awkward. Cults probably have done it. Yeah. So I think cults do that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is funny because uh, there's an argument that uh, Satan is not creative and he actually only copies and dilutes what God has already done. So when you look at a lot of the satanic practices of like chanting and stuff, it's like, well, no, that's a Christian thing that you've just taken and polluted mm, and, and yeah. made into idolatry or made into right. uh, a, a wrong form of worship, which is kind of an interesting thought. I just pictured, <laughs> Sa- I just, <laughs> I just pictured Satan right now when you said Satan not, not creative going, ow. Or he's just like, you're like, hey, Satan, just imagine this. Oh. He goes, I can't. <laughs> but he's doing one of these. He's like drawing. Satan's not creative. He's like, oh, yeah. I was drawing a stick figure. I really can't. This is you guys. I, this is the four I of you sitting around the table. Good. Do you guys not like it? No, come on. All the demons make fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I do think it's funny because Family Guy started it, but other people like the idea of singing uh, in worship, I think people would think it's weird because like you're singing to God. And I think for some people that could be really weird. But at the same time, I personally feel like it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. And I would argue that like, but and like if you're in an Irish pub, like we've sung in pubs with groups that's just fun. Yeah. And I'm like, I think you, I think you can understand that one. I agree with that. You're singing to a thing you can't mm-hmm. see, right. yeah. But I'm like, I understand that form of singing works. Yeah. Um, I'd say in 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 worship, because I, I was raised Lutheran, the raising of hands, like, oh yeah, during yeah. worship was not yeah. something that was a new mechanic. Yeah. That I was like, you know, oh, I remember, I, I remember the first time trying it. Yeah. Like I try, I remember trying it out, trying it out for size. It's funny. Every, just like everything we're saying is is worshipful. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the weird part of what we do. Yeah, because everything else, I'm like, yeah, we what's don't funny do the weirdest stuff, don't we? I you know, know. people. I want to uh, ask somebody. some people listen to the gut, and we listen to the Holy Spirit, and it's like, well, right. it hits you in the same place. Yeah, the semantics of even the semantics within Christianity, like we talk, we joke about this all the time. The nudge versus like Jesus showed up on a unicorn on a rainbow. Like, yeah, right. uh, it is. It the funny thing is, a lot of what we're talking about goes into the human experience. Christianity doesn't take you outside of the human experience, like you just said. The idea of 
uh, a gut versus being led by the Holy Spirit. It does, it's relatable. There's mm-hmm. something there where yeah. people walk into rooms and they say they don't like the vibe. We'd say, oh, there's kind of something spiritually on or off about a place. But it's the same thing. We're all feeling the same stuff. We're naming it differently because I don't think God's like, this is your great line. You know, the line between the secular and sacred is something we've drawn. Uh, I don't I don't know the last time when you actually said that. I haven't said it in a long time. (laughs) We we don't let you. We don't let you. Uh, And so it is it is one of those. (laughs) That's right. It is one of those things where you realize God's involved in all this. And so I don't think as Christians, we should be pulling ourselves away from creation. Yeah. Right. I think we should be diving into it. And they actually normalizing how God's involved in creation. We talk to nonbelievers like, hey, this isn't that different from your current experience. You just aren't seeing the God who's already present. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that. I think we have. And I wonder if we have actually like if you take Jesus on the scene Acts 2 type of thing, like the Acts right after Jesus is gone, uh, the disciples and apostles start moving mightily in the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, and you get kind of that first experience. If we've moved, and then you get guys like Vodi Bauckham that we'll talk about in a minute, that seem to have moved so far away from culture because of this idea of wanting to be holy and set apart, mm. that I can't partake in any of that, that the early church was like, what are you talking about? Like, we were a part of culture. But then you look at Acts 2 where they, they kind of created a commune. So I'm right. like, I wonder if you look at that and go, no, see, they removed themselves too. Yeah. But it, as far as Paul and all uh, Barnabas, all the guys went out and they but, went but to But did people. they create a commune or were they driven away because they were scattered for persecution? Good. Good. Right? Good. Isn't Good that question. different? Like, yeah, yeah. They, did, they wanted to meet in the temple. Yeah. The temple court well, that was rejecting Jesus. Dude. That's such a good distinction right. that we would, that people I think would take that today and go, see, you are supposed to set yourself apart. And right. it's like, no, no, you're already set apart. Yeah. You've already been made holy. You right. didn't do anything right. for that. Right. You were made holy. They wanted to be a part right. of the, culturally, of yeah. the, what's it, what was that the called? Synagogue the synagogue and the, the kibbutz. Uh, agora, the, yeah, the agora, the, the marketplace. They the, want, they, they were driven yeah. from it. Like that's crazy. That's such a good. That's such a good point. And then we are purposefully getting away from it, almost right. like we're scared. Right. It's almost like a, no, I can't go into that place because what if I get corrupted? So you're like, saying what are you afraid of? That you're saying that we will individually take that to an extreme, like Vody Bauckham is doing. I, I'm, 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 I'm not even saying we do. You, I'm, Josh. I'm, huh. yeah. I'm saying it's it's a worrisome realization when you actually take our our gospel narrative and the call, the great commission to go unto all the world and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We move from that to I'm now saved and I'm so afraid that something's going to to distract me or taint my religion. Or misrepresent you? And I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the boldness in Christ that we're called to move out in? Where's the, the go freedom. into all the nations? The freedom that we have, which and isn't a freedom to sin, right. but it's a freedom. I mean, it's talked yeah. about in Scripture, but it feels like the church has become so fearful of the outside dangerous world when I'm like, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. Like, what are you afraid of, man? Yeah. Let's yeah. step, like... Let's go out with boldness. Oh. Already told the gates of hell will not prevail against mm-hmm. us. I'm like, guys, let's have some fun. Like, let's move out as opposed to this, what feels like this kind of spirit of timidness that Paul literally speaks against. Well, We've it, not been given a spirit of fear. And the fear of having culture influence the church has decreased the church's ability to influence culture. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because and, I, we're, and what's we're funny? Still, we're hiding. And I, I don't even. I think there's been, I think there's been strides. So, so this is good. This actually this launches a, us into, into the, the chosen the third one. Yeah. And but, but I'm like the. I wonder. I wonder if Jesus or any of the apostles, or if we're supposed to, have the mindset of I'm going to affect culture or change culture in any way, as opposed to. I'm going to preach the gospel. Like Paul says, all I've ever done is preach Christ crucified. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's what we're called to. That's what we're supposed to do. If culture hates us for it, we're told that's going to happen. Yeah. Sure. If culture starts to embrace it, like one of the articles that we have today that like, you know, religious freedoms are in, on the rise. Yeah. I'm like, we don't care. That doesn't affect or change anything we do. Yeah. Sure. But don't you feel like it's kind of a natural consequence? Like Paul goes to Corinth for the first time. Everything shifts. Right, the, the the not the entire culture, but a large part of the culture changes because of the influence that Christianity now has on that geographic location. Does I, I'm not challenging you. This is a real question. Yeah, because because I haven't studied it. Did the did the individuals' lives change, or did the culture itself shift? Did Corinth actually look different? Because I, I actually don't know. So I I don't I don't have the the direct like I don't know what percentage of the of the of the area got saved right, but but we do know that it was enough for Paul to write them again and tell them how bad they were screwing up. But also the and, religion was much more saturated within their culture. Like ours has become, as we've talked about, pluralist or post-Christian. Um, there's even a lot of secular, you know, sure. and social mm-hmm. media and everything that's in our face. But at that time. Um, I mean, that was a main Greek portion. mythology, Judaism, yeah, right, had yeah, theism right. was like, a part of it. Yeah, if right. you were if you were walking around talking to people, making friends, or, or knowing your neighbor, yeah. more than likely you're going to hear about their religion. So it makes sense that that change happened because it was so prevalent in their lives already. So you're saying that you're saying it was more congruent because now you're not talking about. Um, just because the idea of theism alone or right. even polytheism right. was still the conversation sure. of the day. Right. Right. Where was Paul's it? being asked to defend the, the you know, Absolutely. where he brings up the unknown God. You yeah. know? Wasn't it Corinthians, though, that was like you know, Paul had to say, stop getting drunk and having orgies when you're having Bible study? Wasn't that Corinthians? I don't know if they called uh, it Bible study back then. When no, he, they didn't. But or is that the one for communion that you're talking about? Where he writes them about communion and it's like you guys are getting hammered. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And being stupid. Yeah. yeah. Right? That was Corinthians. I'm not saying they're world That's practicing religious Corinthians, people. Yeah, I'm 11. just saying the culture. Yeah. Uh, where he talks about that. Uh, yeah, no, I do. It's interesting. I would even say, and, and more just fascinating, just you bringing up that concept. It's interesting is because is having people dug in on who they believe God is more difficult to talk to them? Or is it more difficult to talk to people who don't believe there is a God? Oh, because hmm. it's like, is it easier to talk to really religious it's people? Like a who fun, would you right? rather? I like that. <laughs> yeah. Which which one? I, I think I think I'd rather go with no God. Me too. I think it, I, I think the super religious. I would too. You know, it's yeah. hard. It's that's. A, I think what's the line? I think it was Sam Harris who said the uh, line between the secular and the sacred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was great. He said, "If a man wants to kill you." You can, if a man wants to kill you, I'm going to butcher this and I'm so mad, but if a man wants to kill you and, and doesn't believe in God, you can convince him not to. If a man wants to kill you because God told him there is no way to stop him. And it's that like, there is something about the, the fervent And of course he hates religion and is like, God has ruined everything. Um, he, the, 
but there is something valid about uh, which I did love, by the way, just a Ben Shapiro's response to that, which I thought was awesome, was, yeah, but we serve a God who tells you not to kill people. Like, it's, it was very much like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? Is Sam uh, Harris the bald one with the cowboy boots? Is that him? No, that's Matt Dillahunty. Matt Dillahunty. Yeah. Um, it is interesting because once somebody gets dug in on religion, um, it is it is like, because you're like, well, there's a God who loves you. Like, yeah, I'm good. Right, I'm, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, yeah. but like, you know, he's... He does this and he did that. You're like, oh, yeah, but, you know, I get it. But, my, you know, that same God, he did this other thing, so I'm fine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so some of that can be really challenging. But, again, it really goes back to the biblical, like, God's got to call people anyway. Like, our, our real role is to testify. I feel like not to we, convince. we've lost mm-hmm. a lot of that. That is one thing. So I, Joe and I had an awesome time yesterday chatting through some life religious stuff, and I, 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 I went down an apologetics rabbit hole that almost distracted me from God. And I know that sounds goofy, but like I was so into like why and the, like the, the argument of it that most of the time, and I told Ashley this last night, I was like, dude, my job isn't to argue with people. In fact, yeah. I, I don't want to argue anymore. Like yeah. it's not fun. It's, it's brutal. I don't enjoy it. Uh, and most Every time I've had a good conversation with someone, I haven't used the arguments that work really well against their thought. It's when I let the Holy Spirit speak. Right. And I say things differently and I act differently to them. And I'm like, the apologetics, I think, is a great foundation. I love that I have what I have, which is very right. minimal. It's but, a tool in the belt. Yeah. And sometimes it'll come up at some point. Right. Yeah. And what's funny is, but most of the time, it's like Holy Spirit. I mean, Jesus promises that the Holy Spirit will speak through you. And then you go, oh, well, then... Not, not, doesn't mean don't study. I study, but it, I, I kind of made that almost like an idol in my life where I was like, I, this is what's really important. As opposed to, oh, the Holy Spirit's going to speak. I'm called to just love people. Mm-hmm. And uh, even when I don't have words, the Holy Spirit jumps in. Like, that's literally the role of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So shifting the... Conversation. Yeah, shifting it to, I'm, what am I arguing for? Like, unless you, if you have a question... And we can talk through that. Yeah. That's, I feel like, when apologetics is really good because I can say, oh, here's some thoughts and here's some ideas yeah. and things. Yeah. But for the most part, if you just want to fight, I'm like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. go grab a bite to eat because sure. this is pointless. It's not fun. Because I think it's sad that a lot of people fight for the sake of the argument, or excuse me, they study for the sake of the argument rather than studying to get to know the Father. Yeah, right? that, that's, that's a good that point. That should be the yeah, key. Yeah. That should be the There's, goal is to yeah. get to know him better. Yeah. I, I uh, was talking with a guy. At the gym, really smart guy who has a great job, and he's telling me about his kid, and he's a Christian. And he's like, my kid, uh, I've invited him to your church, to First Street. He's like, I want to bring him out there. And uh, he goes, but he doesn't want to go. He just wants to, you know, argue. He says he's an atheist. I said, that's cool. You know, I said, hey, just so you know, it doesn't have to be a First Street. You know, I'm a cigar guy. I'll, I'll sit down with them. I'll talk with them. I'll chat with them. I'll hang out with them. And he goes, okay. But he goes, what do I do? Or he goes, what do I do now? And I go, oh. I go, you just love him. Yeah. And then you pray for him. I said, he's going to have a moment in his life where things aren't going to make sense. And they're going to, people in those moments think about who loves me. Yeah. Right? right. And they said, and that's where people see God. Yeah. He goes, well, oh, that's helpful. I said, yeah. yeah, that's all you need to do. Don't, yeah. don't worry about it, dad. Like go just love your kid yeah. and be there for him. And in him, when that moment happens, you'll be the person he wants to talk to. Mm-hmm. And it starts to come together. All the stuff you talked about Jesus that he grew up hearing yeah. all those times. Yeah. All of a sudden that stuff comes to life. And again, it'll be in his time. But your mission hasn't changed. No, I, I think we, um, one of the, 
excuse me, it keeps happening. Uh, one, one of the mistakes I make so often is I read scripture, period. That's a mistake. Um, I read scripture and I see the stories of those immediate conversions. And I'm like, that should be happening because that's the Holy Spirit moving. Mm -hmm. So every time I have a conversation with a non-Christian, they should be asking me where to get baptized. Like that's what, that's what I read in scripture. And I forget like, Oh, dude, my life was a journey. Every single person I know seven was years. on a path. Yeah. I heard the gospel for seven years. And so I'm like, what a, what a goofy thought that I've taken, you know, a half a dozen stories in scripture that are real. Right. I've had people accept Christ in that moment. Sure. But what's funny is when they do, their story, once I get to know them, is always, man, for 10 years, people have been telling yeah. me this, but Praying it wasn't until me. this. And I go, oh, we're just, that's the whole like sower in the seed, right? Like yeah. so it's a, there's a long process of one growth. One planted, for, one watered. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe we should settle down. And even in that like that desire to see people come to know the Lord, which is a beautiful desire to have. Yeah, that, we should just realize, kind of, oh, dude, we all play different roles. Yeah, that yeah. passage of scripture actually took the pressure off for me. Right? It's oh, awesome. uh, Paul was saying, Paul was saying, I planted, Apollos watered. Uh, somebody else reap the harvest, but it's God that it's gets God the reward, exactly. right? And, yeah. and, and if God gets the reward, if, if it's his reward, it's his responsibility. And so it took the pressure off of me of like, relax. I don't have to be responsible for the outcome here. Isn't it funny God's though, responsible. In, in that, all we're concerned with is the harvest. Mm-hmm. The watering and the planting, we're like, I don't want to be a part of that. Because yeah. that's, that's the work. Yeah, absolutely. That's the discipleship piece, yeah. which is really difficult. Yeah, and we're, we're so the, the wrapped piece. up. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. That's so funny. Have you ever met anyone who got saved and then changed their name? Uh, There's a lot of name changing. So much. But I think names meant more in Scripture. Sure. Yeah. Uh, names were your identity in it Scripture. It would be funny if, like, the Lord, you know, was like... Brian, I've called you. You're now Brian. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Brian. No, Brian. He's yeah. like, Can we make uh, it Joe a bigger distinction? No, because you, yeah. you have to correct everybody. Because well, it's like some are so small. major changes, and other ones like Saul to Paul. Hey, what's yeah. up, Brian? It's it's Brian now. It, it's Brian now. They're like, <laughs> that's what I said, Brian. Wait, Wait it, it Brian or No, it's it's Brian now. That's what Joe said. It's Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's <laughs> br- now it's Bryant. I'm like, oh. What's funny is I would say that. It'd be like, oh, it's Brian now. They're like, I've always thought your name was Brian. They'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay, oh, then we're fine. This is good. All right, let's go to voting. Prophetic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so we're referencing this article saying that author and preacher uh, Vodi? Vodi Bakum. Is it Vodi? It's two Ds. Yeah, Vodi. Oh. Vodi Bakum says he You won't... know what? I don't know how he pronounces it. I've he... always heard Vodi, but I don't know. No, yeah, I'm pretty sure it. he pronounces it Vodi. Does he? I don't yeah. know if I've ever heard him say his own uh, name. He says he won't watch The Chosen and cites the second commandment of taking the Lord's name in vain. Or his right. likeness. You know. D- to do a quick backstory, uh, Vodi Bakum. Great preacher. That dude is a baller, uh, orator. He said in a Babylon B interview, a Babylon B interview, that he will he will not watch the chosen because it portrays Jesus. So it makes it it. And he quotes the second commandment that you will not create a graven image. Mm-hmm. 2CV specifically. 2CV is second commandment weird. violation. Which is the weirdest. How often are you telling people you. that they're, they're <laughs> violating the second commandment? That you had to acronym, like a clever acronym it. Like, uh, it's the, it, that is such a weird thing to do. A clever abbreviation. That's, like you're I saying think, it so much, 2CV. I think that's my biggest problem with Vody. Like I don't agree with all of his theology. I don't. But even when he says something that I agree with, he's so mean. Uh, I don't. It's, it's funny that you bring that up. I had that realization. So last night I heard this for the first time, and I had this realization that 
it was him, MacArthur, and there was a handful of guys that kind of have all come out against uh, the chosen. Joe Ryan. Yeah. And and the the one they were all reformers. Shocking. And I really did. I went. And they're all the meanest people yeah. I've ever heard yeah. speak. And I don't get why you're so mean and angry when you preach this loving gospel. Right. And I know the Reformation, their Reformed theology does inform that, and it's interesting. I mean, I agree with probably 90% of what the Reformers right. think. So it's like, right. we're not that different. But why are you so angry and mean? Well, and why are other why are the rest of us so nice and what's happy? The, what's the consequence? So when the reformers listen, if you're uh, oh if you hell Armenian, is always if you have an the Armenian <laughs> theology, right, where you can lose your salvation, yeah. right? Oh yeah. But if you're a Calvinist, uh-huh. and you're, you're telling right. me, right, that I, I this is idolatry, right? Uh-huh. Like, what's the consequence they're talking about there? Like, what is it? I'm not going to hell, right? So the people right. made the chosen aren't going to hell. What I always wanted to know, hey, <laughs> two CV. I'm like. And they're not Christians. Like I I wonder if they would argue that they're not Christians. Backsliding or not believers. That they're not believers at all. You didn't lose your salvation. You were never a believer. Right. You're right though that like if you would have to back them into a corner and say, is Dallas what Jenkins? Dallas Jenkins. Is Dallas Jenkins a Christian? Because if they said yes, then what are we talking then about? Then he must be leading other people astray is the right. problem. He's this a right? deceived believer? Is that what they're saying? I know. That's an interesting this distinction. Led. I did not realize that they're all Calvinists. This so is like, a terrible thought. I don't but get I, what you're saying. Where, where? I can't get away from it. Are they just trying to be mean? Like, is it just to be a jerk? Like, are is you it, just trying to, like, build an audience by your aggressive to set nature? Apart. What's funny is I, hmm? I would... I don't know a ton about these guys. Vody Bauckham, I, I would, I don't think he's trying to like do clickbait or build an audience on YouTube. I don't think that's in him. I think his goal really is like, I, I think he has told himself, I am only preaching the gospel. I'm sure. only, so I don't think he's one of those guys that's like, I want to secretly try and build this empire on YouTube. That doesn't seem like him. Yeah. No. And so it's interesting for him. I guess it's the Pinjolet thing, though. Like, if this is truly what you believe, how much do you have to hate somebody not to share it with them? Oh, well, he's sharing it a lot. So a lot. He, well, I, and again, it goes back to this idea of what's the goal of this? Right. Where are you going with this? Are you, are you saying, I, I'm trying to always think of, like, show me the consequence of what you're saying it, here. Because, that's interesting. He is right. saying that Christians should not watch The Chosen. Because it leads them astray and it leads them to idolatry. Right. So, and your Wait, point they, like is worshiping the actor. Yeah. Yes, part. That's of it. honest to goodness. Vody quotes an article of a pastor that, that in Tennessee. We couldn't find, and Joe actually found it. That a pastor in Tennessee said that it's become a struggle for me because when I pray, really think through this because this is hilarious. <laughs> when I pray, I picture the Rumi. I think his name. The is guy he? who Jim, plays Jim Rumi. Yeah. Jim Caviezel. Yeah. I picture. Yeah. Why don't you picture Jim Caviezel? An amalgamation of them, actually. He, yeah. he, he, that's his argument. Like when I pray, I've started to picture okay. the chosen Jesus. Okay. Yeah. But here's here's what I love because I'm like, as opposed to the real Jesus that you have no idea what he looks like. Right. I was like, what are you normally as picturing? To the, the Caucasian Jesus on the wall. You, What's normally in your head? Blue are blue are you saying you're praying to Rumi? Or are you saying you're praying to Jesus and, and that's, that's the image picture. that pops and you in your head? So what happens if I, because when I'm praying, sometimes I see a popsicle because right. I like popsicles. Ooh, yeah. 
Are or, you saying that popsicles yeah. are my new idol? What are you insane? I'm not worshiping anything. Or the, you know, the Ted Nugent Jesus I grew up with around the house. Yeah, if I yeah, pictured yeah. him when, because yeah. when I first get saved, I'm like, I don't know what Jesus looks like. I'm assuming he looks like this guy, and yep. so I'm praying. Is that idolatry? Because I'm worshiping Jesus, and if yes. there's an image, and again, what if an image that I make up is in my head? So he is go- that exactly. idolatry? He goes so far as to say. The crucifix and the cross in Catholic churches and in Christian churches is an idol. And I'm like, oh, here's the deal. And this is what I think. Uh, Yes. And I was, I don't understand because I'm like, this dude on 99% of what he preaches is nails. The guy is a reformer or a Quaker? I'm pretty sure he's a a reformer. Because, I mean, isn't that a lot of the, I'm pretty sure he is, but isn't that, I mean, aren't, don't don't Quakers kind of do that too? They 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 symbols. Take all the symbols out, right? It's really anti-Catholic in its kind of essence. Yes. I hate to say that. But but how do you not get to the root, even if you are, and here's the deal, if, if I was in a predominantly Catholic area, I'd probably act the same way because I'm like, you know what? You guys have turned so many of these things into idols. I want to go the other way, so and I, I want to have no symbols. I'm not mad at I that. Get it. But to then, like, if, if a Christian is wearing a cross around their neck to be like, you, you're possessed by the devil. Right. I'm like, dude, come on, guys. Like, Especially if you look at the ichthus. The ichthus is a symbol, and obviously it was a way to kind of secretly tell each other, but it was, it was a way to identify church. yourself. Mm-hmm. The cross is an identifier. Yeah. It's, nobody's going to church saying, dear cross, Give me some great crossy things and, <laughs> and fulfill that, all my prayers. They cross. talk like that, but I'm like, and I don't. It was uh, I just drew a blank on his name, Jordan Peterson, uh, the 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 it's his part pastor. Yeah, the Eastern Orthodox uh, guy. Oh, Canadian. Yeah, he's also a Canadian guy. Peugeot. Yeah, Jonathan Peugeot uh, had a great distinction on Alex O'Connor's interview that was uh, a, a not a symbol. He uses the. What is it called? Oh, dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, how Jesus actually, or God called the Israelites to build altars as symbols mm-hmm. and an icon. Done. He's, yeah. it, it, Christianity is a very iconographic, uh, like, religion. You say that word again? Uh, I, iconog- I, iconic? Iconographic? Uh, there's a word there somewhere. Iconographic? I mean, the I, guy that, may, that has the biggest problem with the pronunciation. I, right, yeah, there's a, I couldn't say plural. No, you're right. Uh, it was just funny to me. Uh, and so, like, the difference between an icon and a, an idol are, are distinct. The yeah. icon points you to the thing to sure. worship. The Ark of the Covenant, right? Which is what and I would say the cross the... is, the crucifix is. Right. I would say that, like, we... all those things are. But Bauckham is genuinely, and I've watched a good amount of it because I thought I, I must be wrong. I must have misunderstood him. But he is basically saying that those symbols, those icons, are idols, and I'm, I'm like, I don't see that. I'm man. not sure how to verbalize this. Worshiping them. That's the right. point. Unless you're actually maybe the icon them. points you to the thing Did to worship. Exactly. The I'm idol not, is the thing like, you worship. We're Did he share to experiences the, of that? We're pointing to the cross, not for the sake of the cross, for the sake of what happened on the cross. Uh, right. But and by the way, says, is he, John is he the feeling this way? Like, what's the context of him sharing this? That there was someone saying, like, hey. Uh, he's like, yeah, I had someone who was praying to their cross. Someone asked him in an inter- interview about, about his thoughts on the chosen, uh, the chosen oh. and then he went off about how horrible. And then he brings up like, I even read this one article of a of a, a preacher in Tennessee, yeah, who said that when he prays, he pictures. Which, by the, the way, that Jim preacher Romy. said it was his own Jim his own Romy. problem. So, well, then my question to him is, right. yeah, you're right. Why, but we this leave. My own I. It struggles so much when we it's 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 
intellectual foul. Like, I can't stand when people use an argument like that. They, if he did read that article, that pastor says, this is my problem, and then you're going to use that in a defense of something that he says is not universal. That's his problem. I'm like, that is... That's- that, that's not it's not right it i'm like you are picking and choosing i i don't know if the like the repercussions of that is that it would lead people stray away from jesus maybe there's i'm just curious like okay don't pray to don't wear this don't pray to this don't have pictures of this don't watch that okay then who, what do you see when you pray like what do you have around your house what do you does that's, your bible have a cross on it that's like, what's I'm, funny i would I'm curious. love to i would love to ask and vodi bakam we're going to invite you onto this podcast we would love to have a conversation with you uh i would i would love to ask you these like, questions oh i like cigars but don't cross them <laughs> don't cross your cigars <laughs> but I, I, and this would be i would honestly want and not in a combative way i get heated but i that's just my personality i would love to really ask him like hey what what do you picture if anything and if an image comes into your head is are do you chase that out immediately sure yeah. just to see how consistent because here's the deal he he does seem like a guy who was crazy consistent 100%. with his beliefs he yeah. does not if he says that he feels that way about everything however the one thing that i saw that was that was upsetting to me was he chastised dallas jenkins for going on to mormon's platforms and promoting the show secular platforms to promote the sure. show then he argues, but it's okay that he goes on Glenn Beck's podcast. Who's Mormon. Who's right. a Mormon because I'm promoting the gospel. And I'm like, that just seems like now Dude, you're what? nitpicking at things that. Well, and he's, he really is. He is he's really dead center on the idea of I'm on this to promote the gospel. The chosen is promoting idolatry. Yeah, that's where he's exactly. drawing his line. So that's he's where saying, his line. He's like, it's it's idolatrous to have this person, and really, it almost becomes Islamic that you can't draw a picture of Jesus like you can't draw yeah. a picture of. That's Muhammad. what we said the well, second that we heard it. We're like, oh my gosh, did we just I'm become actually, Muslims? What happened? What are you what, talking what's about? What's crazy? I did I did a little research on Rumi today, on Jim Rumi okay. today, when we started the story. Have you seen his... How much worship was part of that research? 100%. Yeah, yeah I bowed down. You should stop doing made that. Made the sign of the cross. Yeah. Uh, Held made his the robe. Sign of the fish. Um, it was... His, his resume is huge. He played a bartender on Ballers. He played... Like, he's, his resume goes back... 25, 20 years, is probably? He, is he, and I don't, I don't care, personally. Is he a Christian? I believe he is. I think he's Catholic. I believe okay. he is. He, yeah. So that was one of Bauckham's big frustrations also is that, or, or maybe it wasn't Bauckham. I think it was, but there's a, a whole other thing there where uh, the Chosen has brought together so many religions and denominations. Oh, you mean the unity? That, that they don't like. Well, this gets into our next thing, like religious yeah. pluralism, too. Yeah. But here's a, I just I had this thought, and I, I, it's, it's funny to me. You know, B- Vody might not come on the show, but he got into jujitsu about 15 years ago. So maybe you guys could roll. Did he really? Yeah, he did. He was, he was getting his son into jujitsu. I and... would love to do that. Yeah. Is yeah. that weird that I'd I rather do that than have a conversation he's, with him? He's a big dude, <laughs> man. I know. He's a That'd big be amazing. Dude. Did you guys he's bow older, before you would uh, grapple? No. No. Uh, okay. We, we did the very stereotypical like slap. Handshake, yeah, 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 or something. Yeah. I'm actually curious because he's so focused on the, the, the oh, commandments. Man. I don't know. Does he bow? Uh, I'm, he's saying that his, he's saying that his focus is, and he's here to share the gospel. Well, in our earlier conversation, we we're kind of interpreting like, 
what we think the boiled down core gospel is. I'm curious to hear his because if you really are here to focus on the gospel, why are you harping publicly so staunchly on on a a two seed? That's actually a really good point, dude. I think that's an interesting. I'd love to hear, and I maybe his gospel expands into so many other things. So you, it's a great point. It's a well, great if your question. focus is the good news, why are you crapping yeah. on people? Well, right. and it's, and Where's the he, grace? He'd move yeah. into, like, discipleship, mm. right? Because the law is not abolished. It's he still might applied. say that. He, he might actually want believers to yeah. be wandered sure. down a bad road. Yeah. And, and again, it really, is, it really sounds like bad theology. He's taking, he's... he's From a guy, here's what's interesting. CV, it sounds like it. read it. From a guy who, to me is one of the greatest theologians as far as his doctrine, his theology is so solid on so many yeah. things. And I think he's extreme in some things, but I'm like, right. you're not wrong. You just have kind of pushed that right. far. It's a fun mm-hmm. thought. Like, what if he was right? Right. I, but, that kind of a fun thought? But there. that's what actually gets me, and that's why we who kind of we bring it up. To? Like, who is the guy you were, you were show, who, who is the Ruslan guy? is his name, the so Armenian Ruslan, guy. Ruslan, and then he brought up Dallas Jenkins' response. He claps back yeah. and actually puts on there in a very the nice... He goes, he goes, I love... He goes, I almost said Second Amendment. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> I love... He, that was also on there. Yeah. yeah. He goes, I love Vody, and then he breaks down, he posts on there the Second Commandment, and you go, there's no way, forget being a theologian. Thank there's you. There's no way logically you could apply what Vodi is saying yeah. to this passage. Because he said that second commandment says all the graven image stuff, and it says, so that you will worship it. You may not create right. any of these things so that you worship it. For it's the so, purpose of. It's right. so oddly clear that you're like, dude, it sounds like Bauckham almost just had us a lapse in judgment. Yep. And it's now and that he kind of doubled it, down on it. Now that he said it, it's out there. So you're like, you can't. T- it's what it feels like. I don't yep. think he did that, but I'm like, it I does have that. I would be okay with him saying like, you know, I don't like the vibe. I don't like Man. that they kind of depicting Jesus again, very similar to the way we've seen before with the long hair, the beard. Doesn't really look completely Israeli. Looks a little bit more like a white guy. Or he's a little bit he's a little bit goofier mm-hmm. in like he's Satirical. a little bit like we yeah. like people have told yeah. us we're a little bit silly. Like yep. he's a little silly as far as the depiction, a <laughs> right? As far as the depiction of Jesus that we're used I mean, to. He was accused of being a drunkard. And I just don't feel right. It doesn't he, feel right. He steps over that line, going yeah. from there's something I don't like, and he goes. I'm not saying they're all going to hell, but it just has this vibe that would make me feel better. Or is he arguing that it's idolatrous because you've shaped what Jesus looks like in the way that works for TV? Right, he, he well, does talk about some guy. That. Yeah, you know the, I mean? the entertainment concept right, where right. he's really upset because people have said to Jenkins, "You've yeah. done a great job of filling in the gaps for like cinematic purposes, people and it's done really well." And people love that. Bauckham's like, the, even Revelation says, "You shall not add or take away to what's been written." And a I'm like, jot or a tittle. And, and you and should I actually not preach thought, anything other than reading the Bible. So mm-hmm. I thought to myself, "Do you know how many times we?" And people I've heard say, hey, sometimes I think about what if they, like, how did he, how did Paul really, like, what was his vibe here? Well, mm-hmm. sometimes I like to think about what he walked away and did that. And because and we even say, like, I'm not saying this happened. Right. But sometimes I think maybe, and I'm like, has, I would love to comb through, actually, I wouldn't, and I would never do this, but comb through Bauckham's sermons. Sermons, and just here, if he did that one time, if then is, you've got to be like, dude, it, yeah. you can't say it. If literally preaching is filling in the gaps. I mean, ultimately, like ultimately, uh, 
Chosen. I've never seen this show. This makes me want to see it, not because more just defiantly. That's this is what's funny. Have you guys watched mm -hmm. The have, Chosen? Yeah. Not the whole thing. And we're the worst pastors in the world. I thought. Yeah, I think I we're know, the only two people who have we not know watched Jesus. This. I know. That's I what I said. I don't need this. I tell people all the time. I've already read the book. It's real good. I know curious. Joe's. I know Joe's reasoning as to why he hasn't, and I agree with that. I like it. He's Joe is involved in writing and screenplays and stuff like that, and he never wants the accusation that it was. Uh, right? It was like, you never want I just that didn't to want, I, didn't, I know they're depicting Jesus similarly to the way we would. Right. And I'm writing that down. I don't want people to be like, oh, you took it from the chosen. From so the I don't even watch it. I don't even want to see funny. anything of it. And I think what's funny to me, too, Although is, I just stole everything from Ben-Hur. But that's right. so I was going to say, we steal everything <laughs> from everyone all the ben time. Ben-Hur's depictions. I think all that we do. We've I, never had a creative thought. We're like Satan. He just started drawing again. He just got over the last <laughs> insult. Good. And he was like, oh, my God. Thanks for joining us. Demons, you guys are so All the mean. demons who talked to me. No, you're very creative. Try it again. He just started drawing right now. I mean, I, I, I guess my question would be, what, what are the outcomes of The Chosen? Are there people that are finding their way back to faith because this or digging deeper into spirituality or digging sure. deeper into the word Based sure. upon what they're seeing in the chosen, I've well, seen some interviews with Jenkins. He's a super kind guy. Even his response to pretty normal Bacham was yeah. super kind, brilliant, very like very well spoken, and his extracurricular interviews are you know pointing people to Christ. He, they, he's not saying, "Hey, watch the chosen because it's yeah. it's telling right. you the story of God." He's saying, "Like our hope is that you will find a." a deeper love for scripture so don't they based on don't this. they open up like i don't know if it's every episode or open up uh, the seasons with like this isn't the bible this is uh, i think somebody called it fa like uh, religious fan fiction to protect the innocent <laughs> <laughs> but like i i heard that in the be like i don't, I don't know if it's every episode or what remember. but there's something every episode there's no. something that says uh this is meant to draw you closer to the Bible and God. This I, isn't a replacement yeah. of the Bible. I don't know if I've ever seen it connected to an I episode, but I have heard him okay. say that. Yeah, I don't recall that. I think, I mean, in regards to outcomes, it is now, it's on Netflix now, isn't it? It's on it, Netflix and CW. And CW. It's so it's reached, Netflix? it has reached, I mean, huge Ball. mainstream platforms that yeah. have no affiliation in regards to a particular religion. And so it's reaching an, potentially reaching an audience that at least it's a show about Jesus's ministry, which they That's probably would I not say, be seeking. Man. Yeah, those like I don't want to read or watch anything. I'm atheist or I'm Muslim. I'm not interested. But I go, oh, you know what? It's on Netflix now. I've heard about it. I'll watch it and I will. I'll debunk it. Or and I'll break I would it down. say that there's be, there's nothing counter biblical to it. That's why I'm like I, I can't get that upset. There's. You might fill in the gaps, sure. and, and I, somebody could argue that, that that you shouldn't. But I'm but, like, but the there's nothing wrong in it, right? That I, I mean, that I the haven't heard anything. The thought that every moment of Christ's life, even for the three and a half years of his ministry, is recorded in the Gospels, but is we already know it's ludicrous. Not. The end of John makes that really clear. Very clear. We right? already know that. Like, and you have it's not 13 guys that are doing life together, that are traveling together, that are living together, yeah. that are, they're going to have, they're going to cut up. There's going to be joking. There's going yeah. to be that camaraderie. And There's I wonder, if, if, is it wrong, yeah. is it wrong to even hint that you, that, that that's adding to, because I mean, that seems like that's the vibe that these guys are putting out is like, 
you can't infer anything is, other than what is in the canonized scripture, which right. is false. That's right. what well, I feel. Well, it, if I put him, if I make a movie about Jesus and it opens with him going to the bathroom, right? Is all of a sudden I've betrayed scripture? First of all, you've made <laughs> the weirdest. Bodhi will have a heart attack. Because yeah. my thought is he had to have gone to the bathroom. Right. So even though that's not in scripture, it's we never know recorded. that happened and it was not recorded. We don't know that happened. <laughs> right. He was a perfect being. He might Kim Jong Un is chi chiming in right yes. now. He's like, nope, he didn't. He metabolized food perfectly. That's right. The, the uh, there, it's a ridiculous. There was thought, a big man. controversy too in season three in the synagogue, and uh, one of the lines that that. That Jim Romy says is, uh, you know, some they're 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 chastising him about the law. Oh, he says I am, the and law. he says I am the law of Moses. Oh, which is they're saying well, like that's people, a John one reference. So people it is are a John upset. one reference. Versus saying I am. Right, they're saying that that direct quote came out of the Book of Mormon or whatever, and I'm like, listen, that is what this passage but, of scripture from John one means. Yeah. No, it's contextualized to the conversation he's having. A hundred percent. The word became I, flesh. I am the way, the truth. I mean, those are all inferred. I get why. You, I I wouldn't be mad about it, but I get why someone say like, basically, you just put you you reworded a concept that is existing in scripture. Yeah, that's which right. I, I wouldn't. I don't know. And again, even while I wouldn't he's do getting, it, but I could see. I was actually way. thinking if I did it, I think I would only use direct quotes. Then I kind of chuckle because I'm like, I would use direct English quotes. Right. Right. Or do and, I have to go back to and the again, original he, Koine? And Jenkins was getting like destroyed over this, and his response was just so kind. I genuinely feel bad for him, and I'm like, maybe I'm I've been led astray by him, but I'm like, I don't think so. I don't know him at all. I mean, I've I, I've literally I today I think was the first time I've actually seen the guy's face, but I listened to a bunch of his stuff, and I'm like, oh, this dude. Half of his interviews, he looked exhausted. Yeah, and I'm like, this poor dude's been running ragged. Probably half of the time, defending himself to crap that is being thrown to at Christians. him. Like I feel bad for that. To, 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 to yeah, to, yeah, exactly. To Christians. Big air quotes. Paul <laughs> even said in Galatians, he was saying, "I'm not doing this to please men. I'm not doing this to. I'm doing this for God. This right. is what I'm called to do. This is the gospel yeah. that He's given to me." That's probably how he felt. It's probably how Dallas felt. I'm not doing which, this to please everyone. Which reminds me right. of Tim's rap song with, uh, yeah. uh, it's like, I'm here to offend you or something. That's yeah. right. I'm, I'm like, not offended. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't claim to be a Christian. This is, listen, if we're talking about like what the world doesn't walk, uh, like about Christianity, here it is. This discussion. Feels yeah. like it, right? This yeah. is it. This is what the world doesn't like. Especially when- That we're when fighting a, over this stuff. When a bunch of the secular world is like, hey, that's actually a pretty good thing that you did, Christians. Like, yeah. you made this thing that is, uh, like, the cinematography is really good. good. The, the production the quality is, is high. It's relatable. Dialogue is Score realistic. is great. They're like, this is actually kind of neat. And then half of the Christian world attacks the yeah. other half of the Christian world. And the, not, the secular people are like, it's, yeah, we're out again. They uh, do some, why? They do some other things that are pretty cool. Spoiler alert, into season three. Jesus died. I mean, it's the Bible. They, yeah, not yet. I've read it. I haven't Spoiler. done it yet. He rose from the dead. Uh, <laughs> they, they're doing the... Um, the ritual cleansing of Peter's wife, who had a miscarriage, they're doing that ritual cleansing at the same time that Peter's walking on the water. And the way that they bounce back and forth between the two, because her ritual cleansing is her going down into the water and him going down into the water and then her coming back up and then him coming. It's just the cinematography is done so yeah, well. It's a beautiful well. concept. That's an interesting on the way on the other side that. of like what I really enjoyed about it was the was the realism. Like I mean, it's inferring, it's filling in the gaps, but it's like, 
there's the scene where it talks about when Nicodemus is meeting with Jesus, yeah. mm-hmm. and he says, "That's an interesting one." Uh, I know that I actually saw I, uh, that scene. That's the only that's, I've seen like five clips. That's I've one seen of them. That I stand on holy yeah. ground, and then he's like, he's like, "You can, get up," and he's like, yeah, he grabs yeah. his hand and kissing his hand. He's like, "What are you doing?" You know, yeah. I just love those little comments. I'm like, Jesus is, it's. I also liked how the they humility, had, you know? they had right. is, it, is it Peter and John hiding in the stairwell recording it? Mm. Yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, how would you outside have, how would you have yeah. that conversation recorded? And I've, that's actually been a question for a lot of scripture. Like, yeah. Yeah. who's writing this interaction between only these two guys down? Yeah. And I like that they're like, look. And I, it's weird is that I don't, even the way they talk about it, I'm like, it doesn't seem like they're saying this is what happened. They're like, right. I, I don't know. We're, we're, maybe this is, this is kind of a fun thought that they were hiding, mm-hmm. jotting out, like trying to transcribe the well, whole thing. Stuff that we do when we joke about uh, John uh, talking about that he beat Peter to the tomb. We <laughs> laugh about <laughs> it. Faster. We talk about like, what was that yeah. kind of like? We think that's funny. Yeah. Uh, this, is a, that, this is an old conversation. I'll just say, let Floyd go. When I first got saved, I was going to Willow Creek. At the time, it was the biggest church in America. And all the small churches were saying negative things about it, other yeah. churches. And I didn't know. I'm a new Christian. I go, I don't get this. Like, why is John Piper saying bad things about Willow, my right. church? And yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm brand new at this. And somebody John said John Piper just got so mad that you called his church one of the smaller churches. It was one of the smaller. Compared to Willow, it was very small. Well, everything compared to yeah. Willow was really small. And so, uh, and so, And so I asked. And somebody once said, they said, uh, you know, there's kind of this belief that if it's really successful, God can't be in it. And right. like that's kind so of what this—that's the small church mentality. If Where it's really successful, it can't, God can't be in it. And they go, and, they, and it's like anecdotally, that's who's all doing. Like the people we got are faithful one hundred. God's clearly here. There's twenty thousand there. You must be doing something wrong. Right. You it's must be such doing a something sad bad. thing that we would be like because if it was if we were you know these people were around when Jesus was preaching when he preached to the five thousand like he did a great job. When he sat and had a conversation with his disciples, it was like, well, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, what do you, like, or vice versa. That size plays, it's just so frustrating. Like, I think God does call some people to small, like, arenas. I think some people, God calls some people to really huge arenas. And I'm like. And seasons. How about you just walk your path and shut up about everybody else? Yeah. Like, let it be. It drives me bonkers. Me too. Yeah. I have no long, no idea how long we've been talking. How it's long been is uh, it? we're almost, it's almost one. I oh my gosh, love it. That's uh, been great. We should, do, a, we should do some would you rather's and be done. We should do something fun. Yeah. Uh, fun time. Would you rather take all the money of the bad people or give all the money? Huh? Didn't we do this already? I didn't. I don't remember this. I didn't. This write one this doesn't one. make sense because it says, "Would you rather take all the money of the bad people or give all the money to the good people?" What money? Just would you, money like, in general? Like, oh, would you, would you oh, rather take all? Would you of rather the money take the money from, from the bad people, people or give or money all to your money? Give all, to no, all the money. It would be kind of like so. So I think this is this is the way it would work. You would take all bad people's money, or you would give a bunch of money to oh. good people. So bad people yeah, would still have the, the money. People. Yeah. Like no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Because if I take from the bad people, I'm keeping it. Right. Wouldn't That's that make you line. a bad person? And hey, then hey, paradoxically, hey, hey. Not if you it, it would be removed. Paradoxically. <laughs> you, it would be removed from you? Not if you used it to fund a very popular show about Jesus that you oh. haven't seen before. Called The Chisel. <laughs> <laughs> Called The Frozen. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, it's... I, I do kind of like the it's idea. It's kind of like, like punishing the bad people or rewarding the good people. That's it, the bottom. I think that's the, that's, that's more. Hood. Would what, you rather what? punish bad people or reward Define good bad people? people. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions. How dare you. Joe. 
Now, I only go because this, this really does go sink in with my brain of like what's, I've heard people ask this, like what's more rewarding, watching your team win the championship or, or watching just the team you hate, watching, hate, or watching hate, a rival right, lose. Right. It's kind of like, okay, and then you boil it down to like, what's more rewarding, winning one playoff game or watching a rival lose the Super Bowl? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is it just that heartbreak? Yeah. It's, are we, are Would you, you more vindictive? Yeah. What feels more rewarding to you? What now feels go with more... actual bad people, like horrible people. Yeah, yeah. Drug no, lords. I'm more yeah. celebratory. I'd yeah. rather watch, I would rather see my team win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you would rather well, give a bunch of money to good people yeah. Yeah. so that they could do. Go good to thing. war. Well, that's why I asked, like, people. to define bad people, because I'm like, well, they could be good at some point. No, 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 no. These are bad. These are real bad people. Oh. Yeah. These are, these are like, the bad stuff. These are people who like, mispronounce they have, like, words. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. They go on the Glenn Beck. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's funny, because I'm like, I, I do love the idea of, like, I just want to remove any resource the bad people have. That, that's that's where this good. really came from, is, like, just being yeah. like, they have nothing now. Yeah. They can't do, they, whatever they're going to do, it won't be with money. Yeah. But doesn't, I mean, doesn't the bad in people typically come from having nothing? Oh. Mm, that's a good question. Interesting, Josh. I'm just saying, like, they're, what makes them bad is, like, Impoverished, they're sick, they're oh, that's opportunities. That's max of critical race theory right there. Mm. Um, so I guess what what has the best uh, what in your mind what has the best outcome? Eliminating yeah. bad bad people's ability to do bad, or giving still, more people worse, the ability to, to do good? Yeah, I, I think that you, the better outcome is giving it to the good. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's a but there. But. Of course, there's a but there. Yeah, but like it's on. more fun. <laughs> come on, that, it, it's. Uh, we, if you have any justice bend in you at all, yeah, it's you just want sure. vindication. Yeah. You ju- that's why honestly, movies like John Wick and The Beekeeper oh, are, them. are so good because you're just like, yeah, but please beat their money. and kill he's all the bad killing them. <laughs> See, that's different. Like every drug cartel, the Illuminati, and every other bad thing in the world wakes up one morning and they've oh, got they have no nothing. Money. Oh, so they're bad people. Nothing. Okay. Like yeah. that's kind of a like. Awesome. Yes. People are like, I've been doing sex trafficking. I've been this king of all these horrible things. And all of it's been for money. And you wake up tomorrow yeah. and you got nothing. Which means all their power's gone. They yes. can't scare anybody in they any way. They don't have any workers because they yeah. can't pay them. Oh, they, wait, you're done. not saying, sorry, you're not saying you're taking the money from the bad people and it's the keep it or give it. You're saying just, just they, they just, they just removed removed from The reward them. is them give having money nothing. To, okay. Their money disappears. They have nothing. Basically. Oh, that's pretty fun. It, yeah. There is something enjoyable about it. Like it's it's that, especially if that's again, the reason they've been doing all of these horrible things. Just pure, well, I keep thinking yeah, Robin just for money, greed, and and the, the economy crash. Here's to be fun. It'd be almost like the almost like the rapture. Here's you don't know how bad you are until it's gone. Well, <laughs> like did you nervous. cross the line? I would be nervous. If like, I made oh, that wouldn't that wait, suck? Oh. You're like, you know what? I will make that decision. Why is my bank account yeah. empty? Yeah. <laughs> Where's all my stuff? My, like, mom, just my mom calls. My money's gone. Mom, mom, what were you doing? I take it back. That's fantastic. Uh, would you rather lose your hearing or taste? Oh, lose your hearing or your taste for the rest of your life? Oh. Ooh. I don't know. Some, we've heard some podcasts that makes me want to lose my hearing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's taste. I lost. No. Did you guys? Can't did do you it. guys? Did I anybody lose their COVID. taste during COVID? COVID. I did. So you lost it. You lost it. Did you? Mm-mm. So I lost it during COVID. It wasn't as traumatic as I thought. Before. I was I was pretty upset. How long did you have it gone for? Three days. Okay, I had three days as well. 
you can your tongue can sense savory and sweet, right? I so lost, you get a bitter and smell. sweet type of thing. There was, was something. Mine was like a month. There was, mine was smell and taste. Yeah. There I was something the still there. Like it wasn't purely gone. I will say the craziest thing is that I ate perfectly during that time. Just so you know, when I did, I'm like, perfect. I will never overeat again. Dude, eating was a job. Like it was like functional. I, I was hungry. And the very first meal I had, it was funny because I, I thought it was gone, but I was I made a sandwich yeah. and it was like, well, that was pointless. Yep. So from then on, everything was raw, unsalted. Yep. Like I, I, I would just eat like turkey and eggs and not put anything in it and just yep. no cheese because that's pointless. Like yep. it just, it was weird. And I it thought- It was very unenjoyable. I'd rather lose taste. It was, mm-hmm. but it wasn't horrible. No oh, cigars. you for sure. Yeah. No cigars. I'd go insane if I couldn't hear music. You and I both still mm-hmm. spoke cigars. We did, and it was horrible. It was so stupid. It was stupid. Oh, you, well, you wasted still have the cigars? Uh, but it did nothing. I actually, what's funny is I, <clears throat> I mean, I had, I think I had one. An hour. No, in that, then, because the, I was like, this days? is pointless. I tried. Because I was like, maybe what's Super really funny, weird, though, if you can't taste it. that's what, when I lost the taste. I was outside. That's how you knew? Watching a movie. And I was outside and I had my, and this is, I literally, I took a drink, I blew it out. I was normal. A second later, I went. <laughs> and I, I freaked. It was, it was within three seconds. Yeah. It was there. Because wow. it affects a nerve. It was gone. It affects a nerve. I, I, uh. I thought I knew I had COVID. I kept saying I don't have COVID because yeah. I didn't have any money other other symptoms. And Lisa's like, I think you have COVID. I'm like, I don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh. I was like, I couldn't taste anything. I'm like, oh, no. It was weird. I had COVID. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I think a lot of my joy is attached to eating, unfortunately. I a think, lot of I enjoyment. think a lot is. I think if I lost my hearing, though, I don't want to do... That seems... and I, Your joy in general is oh gone. Oh, my gosh, dude. I wouldn't function mm-hmm. as a human. Um, well, if I, if I had you, no hair. you wouldn't like you as yeah. a musician. I don't know. Like I know you can like for um, I have a friend who's deaf and it's like vibrations. You know, like he loves music and different musics, the vibrations of the bass and everything. Um, but still, I, as much as I love food so much, yeah, I still think yeah it would there'd be less enjoyment, but I could still function and have you know live yeah. my life and work yeah. and yeah. What are you going with? I'm a, I'm imagining not being able to hear my grandchildren laugh. And happy about it. And so you pick hearing and lose. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. Josh would never hear his kids. He hasn't had kids yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, as much as I, I it just makes sense. Yeah, I'd rather lose my sense of taste. It's just like life. Just like literally living yeah. my life. I wonder. It's but it would be have... such. I would finally. I'd like be on this endless journey of being like, can I taste that? Oh, for <laughs> can sure. I taste oh, that? yeah. yeah. Looking for something that? you can taste. Ashley did the whole like, have you tried an orange? Because that was one of the things that like orange still cut through. And I'm like, nope. You're not even the sweet of it? Nothing. That's crazy. It wasn't. I mean, it was. You have texture and yeah. that. Texture and it. temperature. That's it. Yeah. yeah, temperature. I could actually still feel the cold on my teeth. Yeah. Well, right. I could yeah, yeah. I could tell something was sweet because it was different, but it wasn't an enjoyable. Right. It was just more like a different effect. That sounds on almost my like amazing. Like you never have to. You never crave ice cream again, dude. You oh, really you, don't. Why would you? Oh, you yeah. don't even. And it, and what's funny is after a day, I was like, oh, this is. It, I I got a little angsty a few times because sure. I was like, I have heard that some people it never comes back. Yeah. And I'm like, I would literally talk myself and be like. 
but it does. Like my, the vast uh, majority of people, it's gonna come back. That was right all over not being down. able to taste cigars. My cigar was the one I found when it came back. Mainly, it was it was the the salty being gone was really hard for me. I was just I mean, like, you it wasn't carry, fun. Uh, I couldn't yeah, taste absolutely. bitter because I, I was working at the shop at the time and I'd have a few espresso, espresso shots during the shift. Didn't taste them. Not, ta- like, not tasting bitter is my dream. I hate uh, bitter. If you I lost your it. sense of taste and you became obese, you are the worst person on the planet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. 100%. <laughs> what is, someone what just, is happening just with trying. you? What is going on They're in like life They're like spooning in Crisco. Like, like this, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then I think, like, Will, because I have lost my taste before, it's probably why I'm more inclined to choose that. But I've, you know, like when you get so congested, you can't really hear, yeah. or if you're hiking up in the mountains. But and you still have, have your, your ears something. There's still something just yeah. really muffled. Yeah. yeah. But I get so claustrophobic <laughs> when it's. It is, it is, it is funny because I, probably because I lost taste and it wasn't that bad. The thought of losing, losing hearing, hearing sounds terrifying. Sounds yeah, terrifying. Hearing is so like important. It, there is, it's like, it's, it's, that one's genuinely scary. I lit off a firecracker. I was, I think I was in early high school. And it was after 4th of July. We had all the illegal stuff. I was messing around. We lit them all off. I was by myself in the backyard, and I had a bunch of other stuff. And so I was goofing off with it and went to throw, I think it was a, a small bottle rocket. And we were throw, we'd like throw them and stuff. And I was by myself in the backyard, lit it, went like this to throw it, put it right by my ear. It was about to wing it and it went pop. And I was like, and dude, it was, it wasn't completely gone, but it's as close as it's ever. Did it like knock you down? Did you? No, it didn't. Um, It didn't rupture your eardrum? I may have. I don't know. I didn't go. I didn't tell anybody because I was so scared so that my parents right. were going to be mad at me. The and guy so. who got punched in the ear asked if a noise in your ear knocked you down. <laughs> <laughs> Something that significant, though, could screw with your equilibrium. It, so uh, one time at the shooting range, I was uh, we were all shooting on the line. Somebody called cold range. I took my oh. ears off. Oh, no. The guy two stalls down for me. And it's, it's open air, but it's you know, it's got a roof on it. Yeah. He shoots off a cannon. I don't know what this guy had, <laughs> but it was <laughs> shocking. He shoots it off, and I was like, oh, shoot. And I go to reach my, for my ears, and he fires off like three more rounds in a row. I got so disoriented and dizzy. Right. Things started spinning. I grabbed the table. I was like totally freaking out, and I couldn't believe what sound does and i immediately well, was like have, you know what's weird you is you have, get motion sickness easily yeah i do that well, might have you, been oh you dude. have issues with uh like noise canceling headphones too right mm-hmm. yeah that Big makes time. you nauseous dude and the guy making fun of the guy that got punched in the ear who almost lost his job over a water balloon is hilarious that was amazing that water balloon hit you in the ear the water balloon messed yeah. with your ear but i could still hear yeah huh yeah i could hear you could hear i thought you said it ruptured your eardrum it did but you could still hear with the rubber, ruptured eardrum oh and he had another ear. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he has two more. He has two more. <laughs> Signing off. Uh, oh. All right, good. Hey, thanks for joining us today, guys, on You Won't Hate It. I'm Josh. I'm Ryan. I'm Floyd. I'm Joe.